Welcome back to the TNT Podcast with Tate and Timmy. It's been a while since we've been back on the podcast. Uh, we've been a little bit busy, but we're glad to be back. And without a doubt, we bring on Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes went to Bonner Prendy High School. Um, he played with Isaiah Wong there, uh, who is on the Pacers now, who went to uh, Miami. Then he later went to Penn State Harrisburg after that, where he averaged around 10 in both high school and college, where he is a two-way defensive player, brings a defensive hard nose to the game, and where he now trains local basketball players around this area. Welcome. What's going on, boys? Appreciate y'all having me, man. It's going to be fun. I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, so to start us off, um, some people may like not know of you because you're really not from like around this area, but your name's getting around there. You're training lots of basketball players. Um, we all know that you were a very good basketball player of your own. Um, so kind of like to start us off, what would be like your most memorable basketball highlight of your career? My most memorable basketball highlight, yeah. Definitely would have to be um, – like it probably was anything positive. I think I, I remember when I was a senior, we were playing Roman – place so, so so Roman at that time was their top dogs they had like they have they probably have five eventual like NBA players on their team and we were playing them at our crib like so like I don't even know about like the Philly Catholic League works but it's like it's packed like our gym is like filled to the brim like stand room only like it was a Saturday game it was popping and then we were having like a the game and I was just like All right, I gotta like get something going a little bit so I remember I, I scored and I scored on, like probably one of the best players at the time who's down in the NBA and then we went back on the other end, and we, like – and, like, something happened. Like, we got tangled up and stuff. And, like, at that time, you got – get to a jump ball. And, like, you got to, like – you don't want to be the last person to let go. <laughs> you kind of got, like, what's that? So I held on to him. I was like, Kevin, hey, he's, he's a big dude. So I was like, to hold on to this thing. So I held on to him, and he, like, spiked the gap. And something happened. And then we started pushing each other. And then, like, our whole crowd got hyped. And our whole crowd got hyped. And then, like, at that point, it kind of changed the whole game. And, like, we made that, like, our single for the whole year, like, being, like – Tough people and stuff like that. So that probably was my favorite one because I was like a little bit over Twitter and stuff like that. That was popping. It was fun. So people like that, like we all know about the Philly Catholic League. Um, like even like around here, like people that listen to this, like we're the Mid Penn Conference, but yeah. they, the Catholic, the Philly Catholic League is different. And and everyone of like everyone that we know, like we know one if we win our district championship, we get to the state playoffs. We know eventually we're gonna have to play a Philly Catholic League to to get past. So when I was in high school, we lost to Allentown Central Catholic, um, which is a very good team. But Newman Garetti, they had COVID, so that that wasn't even supposed to be like the best team in it. Like they weren't didn't have a chance to play. So kind mm-hmm. of like describe to us like the Philly Catholic League. Like how was it playing a Philly Catholic team a night in night out basis? It was crazy. So like that that, that Roman team has like Jalen Duran and Seth Lundy, like 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 guys are are, are in. in- Series like playing against like Aquatic Green and playing against Speed, like like you're seeing pros and pros and pros and pros to so just, but our our conference as being like as good at the best division three teams, the best 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 division two teams. So you could take a foot, a foot against like a really good D three team. If you think about it, like you're you're against maybe like twenty have a really good chance. It was a different type of basketball. Like you were, you were seeing guys that you got to get in the NBA. And it was just like every single night. Like it's like, all right, this guy can give us thirty every night. This, this forty, every, which happens. Like it's hard to get. 
everyone, but it was fun though. Like you would see how all the you know, local kid because I played play mostly for the high school, from high school. So like, have an opportunity to put on for your for your support because it was insane. So like who, so the school that you went to Bonner uh, Bishop, who was your biggest rivalry? Biggest rivalry? Yeah. <laughs> It was Cardinal. They're they're pretty bad towards the local wonder, like ten minutes away. But as the years went on, like we that whole regular season, we were only team that played in the PCL championship at the Palestra. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Palestra. Palestra is like it's it's U Penn. It's it's like the best gym looking, the best gym ever, and they beat us in the championship that off like a buzzer beater, like in the last like three. That was like it was like Rome and like Rome, it's like <laughs> it was Rome and like hey yeah. Rome and like like Rome and like it was just, so probably Rome and Catholic here though. So they were always so it's a good game. Yeah, so um, you know, talking about like how competitive the league is down there, just how many good players there are. Like, what were the practices like, and just like the intensity of everything down there? I mean, you know, you're playing with. Isaiah Wong in the NBA now, a bunch, like, everybody on your team went to college, you know, like, what were the practices like down there, like, just intensity-wise and stuff? Yeah, the practice is crazy, because, like, I don't know, yeah, do you, do you know Bones Highland? I don't know Bones yeah. Highland, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supposed to come to our school, like, during my junior year, like, when, when Zay when Zay was already there, he was supposed to come, too. How, like, like, you would see, like, like, divisional coaches were there, like, Villanova was there. Like freaking like, South Temple, like it's just like a live period. So it's just like it was so many cockroaches, like Division One, Three, like they were all there, and it was like insane. Like those are probably the best ones I ever we have. Like all these, like all of all the original guys like me that are probably at level, like all this going at. I think our first first like, like I don't think we shot a basket. Like our coach made us do like. Childhood, like front pivots and like with bounce passes. We did that for maybe like an hour a day. I think one time he got really mad at us and then he made us do like suicides, but mm. like slide suicides for a good like t- <laughs> 10 minutes. And then he made us do 17 slides. in practice. So yeah, it was, it was insane. Like, yeah, it was. So what I said earlier, um, like you play with Isaiah Wong, which you then see he goes to Miami and he leads them to the final four last year. Um, he had a very great season that he's on the Pacers. How was it playing with a teammate like him? Did you see did you see it in high school that he has a chance of making it? Did he was he a hard worker? He was he was insane. Like he worked like really hard. And to the point where it was just like it's gonna end up like crazy for him. I remember I saw like between him and like everyone else was like, we're playing, we're playing one of these like the the so like exactly. which is like Roman Newman like us, the Catholic schools then Catholic schools so they were like, like they were kids played and played basketball from like Northfield so there's like tougher tougher neighborhoods and like they weren't really good so they had to like get under, get, under, get under our skin to like make us like I guess like rattle us a little bit but these kids would yell in his face like talk crap in his face and like curse at him. Like, to him and like he was never mm-hmm. say a word and then I would I asked him like why don't you say anything and he was just like 
I'm I'm gonna score thirty. Like it doesn't matter. And he would do it every single time. <laughs> they would they would talk in his face, yell at his face, clap in his face. He wouldn't say a word. He would just come down and cross them, then dunk on them. And it was just like they knew it was to stop talking. Because usually you think you want to shirt back, but he was like, "Why? Why am I shirting back to these guys? Like, like this, yeah. this is beneath me." But yeah, it was different. He was different. He was a different guy. So growing up, I mean, playing in the Philly Catholic League, do you think that that made you a, a whole a whole different player? I mean, growing like there's AAU and Philly Catholic League, but I honestly think playing in the Philly Catholic League, there's more competition than there is with AAU. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it definitely depends on what league you're playing. In. Obviously, like if you're playing like. If you're playing EYBL, then you're probably getting a little more, a little more, yeah. like, probably, probably better comp. But if you're playing like, probably not like major circuit stuff, then yeah, you're definitely getting a better competition there because, like, like I said, like you could bump into like a, like a Quaddy Green and then a, like a Colin Gillespie, like, and then like a Zay Wong, like on the same week, like you could be playing them and it's just like sheesh, like he got Kentucky, he got Villanova, you got guys going to the NBA, you got guys going one and done. So yeah, definitely depends on the conference you played in. But yeah, like, like, I, like honestly, if you didn't play EAU, and you did well in the Catholic. Like I didn't really play AAU like that. Like, I played a couple of years, but most of my college stuff came from me just playing in the high school league. Did you grow up playing any other sports uh, like football, baseball? Yeah, I played. I played three sports until high school. Like I played football, basketball, and I ran track, which was which probably helped my game definitely. Yeah. Do you think like you you playing three sports using different muscles? Do you think that made you a better basketball player? Yeah, definitely. Because I think, like, that's kind of, like, my background, like, the whole strength and conditioning stuff. Because I'm studying physiology there, and that's what we kind of learned. Like, a lot of kids get it wrong because they go, all right, I'm going a, I'm to a specialize early in my sport. Like, I'm going to specialize in basketball. I'm specialize in soccer. I'm a youth. But the research doesn't support it because you're gaining so many, like you said, like, all the other muscles and movements you probably don't particularly use in basketball. You're getting from football. Like, you're getting your sprinting from track. Like, you get your change of direction from soccer. It definitely helped me because I think it's going to be tougher than most people because I haven't played football. I was able to be a little faster than everyone because I ran track. Like, yeah. So, definitely, I think most people should probably play three sports until, like, high school. Or if, if you want to play more, but I think it's best to play three all, all the way up. Yeah. So, like, learn about, you know, what you're doing right now. Learn about, like, the body and, like, these movements and what, you know, young athletes have to learn about, you know, just, like, all their muscles and stuff to help improve their game that they don't really know about yet. You know, just taking us into the training part. Like, what led you into like this being your like, you know, what you do for a living now? You know, um, training young athletes and working at Power Chain. You know, what I'm saying all this muscle stuff. Like, what 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 inspired you to do this? Um, that, I was always interested by the human body because it was just such a such a complex thing that you really can never understand. So I I shadowed a, a physical therapy place and I didn't like it because it was too slow. Like I want, I was like, I want to work for athletes. I want to get athletes better. I don't want to work with grandmoms and grandpas trying to learn how to like walk, walk again. <laughs> so then I, so then I shadowed this guy's name is Jim Ferris. He's, he's like, he, he used to be, he's from the Philly area. He's a strength coach down there. And he used to be the strength coach for the Sixers when, when Alan Iverson was there. And he like trained pretty much every like top basketball player that came out of Philly, like strength conditioning wise, like he was the guy. So then I sat with him for like a day or two and I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I loved it. So I just started studying it and just like learning it. And I was like, how'd you start growing your, you know, social media, getting some people going? I mean, you know, I, I started coming to you once my, my friend Alil, you know, he was already going and then brought me along one time and I had a great, you know, first little training session and then ever since, you know, still going. Um, So, you know, how'd you like get it going? How'd you get more people come train with you and, you know, just get that social media going and stuff. 
like that's probably the most difficult part of the whole thing, right? Like trying to figure out like where to start. I think it was it just takes that like consistency. Like, all right, I'm gonna start today. Like, I'm gonna start posting today. So I would just reach out to me as kids as possible. Like, especially all the local guys that like I probably already knew a little bit because like I know Bradford, I know the Hershey guy, I know the little Rafa coach. Like, just doing stuff like that. I think. Just do try and do your best to do it organically, like not rushing anything. Just being like, all right, like let me just get one kid. Let me get one kid, do a really good job. He tells his friend, like kind of like how you and Lil were, right? Like just like be like, all right, yeah, he's actually pretty good. Like you should come try it out, and then just like growing it from there. I think that's the most important thing. Just kind of like grow from there. And the social media thing, like just trying to grow that too, because that's important. Because when people want, they want, when they click on my page, they want to be like, oh, so what does he do? I just have like a bunch of videos on there now, just trying. To- it's kind of help was, was help was help helps you guys too because because you guys would be like oh it's not like me I'm on the ground and stuff like I look good like I'm hooping <laughs> yeah props for that for sure you know like first time I came in it was just like it was good vibes in there you know what I'm saying like exactly yeah. that's the whole thing we're trying to create like, we don't want it to be like we're like just working all the time like it's like it's fun like yeah like it was it was enjoyable for sure like you know yeah so, it kind of changes the vibe yeah, definitely props for that was good um so. Like you said about your social media account posting on there and stuff, you know, it like me, like when I see myself on Instagram account, like, you know, I like that. Like it makes me like want to come in more, get more videos and stuff. But uh, something else is like posting all those like workouts, you know, um, like different ways to like you, how you post about your vertical lifting and, you know, all the stuff like that. Um, how do you like make those and then, you know, post or edit this stuff like that? Yeah, so I mean, I, I usually take a, I usually do Sundays where I, I'm like, okay, let me let me go like and make something, or I just do it for my stuff. Like usually, I, I get an idea and I'm like, okay, let me try this out today. And then if I like it while I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, like I'll do my chat bar jumps, I'll do the box jump, and I'm like, oh, I kind of I felt nice, like so okay, it makes sense. So that would take that, and then I would tape it pretty much. I always do kind of that way because I feel like it comes. Cause I think the most important thing is being organic. Like I feel like if you just rush everything, like you just kind of like. It takes away from like the feeling of it, and I, I feel like the, the people you're showing it to, they kind of can feel that, like, oh, he's like just doing this just to do it. Like, no, like that's like actually a part of my workout. It's not just like me going over there to do 20 workouts in a day just to post content. Like, no, that's my workout from the day. So pretty much that way, and then and, and it makes it more doable for me. Like, it's like see, like okay, like this makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So one last day before you know I'll let take go, but I just wanted to know, like, you know, your first um, that I know, your first guy that. Uh, committed to a college, Arkell, going to North Hans, mm-hmm. and you know, being his trainer and stuff like that, and you know, just like watch him develop. How does that feel to like watch one of your guys commit to a college? Definitely feels really good because you understand because it's like being a past player, you understand like how difficult it is getting over that home because it takes a lot of time and patience, especially when you just like you're trying to get that first one. That first one is using the opportunity, right? Like you know, this all about the opportunity. So just seeing him and like just giving him the tip is like yo like let's add this to the game let's add this to the game like just be able to help as much as I can because it's true like all the training stuff is important like all the lifting stuff is important but if I can't like just be there for you guys and like help help give you guys advice and like the little stuff in the game like that's probably the most important part but yeah that's definitely the favorite part like if I could get like all the kids like I train all to a college like that's probably that's that's uh, that's what it's all for right like we're all just trying to go to school for real for real yeah for sure so. From training standpoint, you're training high school kid, high school athletes. Um, there's definitely lots of flaws that you have to work with as a high school athlete because they're not developed into their body yet. Uh, they can be a little uncoordinated. They can be weak in their uh, left or right hand, whichever hand's not their dominant hand. So, how long 
does it take for you to kind of like know what you have to focus on with a player? Can you see it in one workout? Do you like to go to a game and see it? How do you, how do you kind of like work around that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. The first session you can see it. Cause we do a bunch of base stuff in the beginning. Like, like most of you guys know, like how we kind of do stuff like with our handling, our finishing, you can just see it off the rip. Like I can tell you guys right now, probably the most, most, most of all the kids I train, they can't make layups. And that's not just, not just like, the players like I think most I think we take for granted layups we don't work on layups enough like for sure you guys probably know like how many times did you guys work on layups in high school like how many times did you work on dive as hard as you can to the rim and yeah. finishing the layup like we we generally just didn't do that and then, then when I go watch high school games like I go to AU games all the time so I was coaching for TPA for a little bit I was going to watch the Middletown play LD play like no Hershey play and I'm just like man a lot of these kids are missing layups man like and of course like sometimes like layups gonna be tougher right but at a certain point, like you gotta be able to make contested layups if you want to play basketball at a college level, or play, or if you want to, if you want like like how you guys went, like you guys went to the dishes and stuff. Like you gotta be able to make contested layups. Not every layup's gonna be a wide open one. So pretty much, we're working on that a lot. You can see it off rip. Like we, we do our mic and drills, and I'm like, yep, touches off, like not there. Yep, handles off, can't do that. So then we try to build it up because it doesn't make sense for me to like teach you how to go like between the legs into a layup if you can't make the first layup from the beginning. If that makes sense, right? Like if you can't do a mic and drill, make ten in a row, then me teach you how to do between the legs into a into a layup that doesn't really make sense in my yeah mind. and like you see like when a lot of kids like like some kids they like they go out to the park and and they'll work out but when you're with a trainer I mean you have someone that can sit there and rebound for you and when you're with a trainer he's gonna push you to do game like moves at a mm-hmm. game like speed like if you when you're going out to the park and you're working on finishing. You're you're jogging. It's not like you're gonna go full speed. So that's yeah. that's good for like to hear like here because even like with shooting stuff like that, as long as you can have someone else there to help you work out and train with you, mm-hmm. it, it just gets you in the game like speed. Yeah, well that that's that's true. But then you think about it like okay, but like so 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 is the kid gonna see me like how like how many times a week is the kid gonna see me? Maybe once, maybe twice. Yeah. So 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 if he's only gonna work out with me like once twice a week, is he gonna be able to get better at his finishing? Probably not, especially especially if we're dealing with the kids that are on the bubble of like of like making their high school team. Like mm-hmm. like if the kids are on the bubble on the high school team, if they want to see me twice a week, sure, that's great. But then those other whatever days of the week, those five days of the week, you gotta do something on your own too. Because I think Harden said that the other like I think uh, I don't know who was talking to James Harden about it, but one guy was talking to Harden about it. Like he's like, "Yo, who do, who do you work out with in the summer?" He was like, "I don't work out with anyone. Like I work out work out by my own." He's like, "What do you mean?" Like he's like, "I know what I need to work on." Like, I know my biggest weakness is better than anyone else, so why do I need a trainer to tell me that? He's like, yeah, sure, I have trainers that, like, help me get to different moves, different spots, but, like, he, he said, he said I know my game better than anyone else. I think kind of, like, showing kids that, too, like, so, like, I'll show you guys a workout, but I'm like, you can take this workout and then do it on your own, too. Like, you know how hard you got to go. You know you know you can't go left. Like, you know you can't make layers. Like, so he's got his, like, kind of, like, use your imagination to, like, do the whole, like, three, two, one, okay, I'm going to score now, like, Probably try to teach kids that the most important most important thing because because if you want and you're trying to like I don't know play college basketball or make a high school team or start then you're probably not gonna get there because it's just not enough. Yeah, so we the next transition that we can get into uh, you went to Penn State Harrisburg, um, played basketball there. You had a great career with uh, Coach Friday as the coach there. Um, I know like one of your teammates Donye who will eventually be on here. Um, mm-hmm. You guys won your division, made a great run in the tournament. Um, so, first of all, like you go to a school, you pick a college. Why Penn State Harrisburg? Why did you pick them? Um, definitely was 
I think the first couple things I looked at when I was picking a school is is if they is if they have if they have my major as the most important thing. So a lot of schools kind of got dropped off because they didn't have my major. So they had my major. I wanted to do is kinesiology. I knew that, and then I, and I kind of took my business from there. And I saw like okay, like Pennsylvania Harris was nice. Like I like the campus feel. Like I like kind of how the community vibe. I like that part. And that was pretty much that's pretty much all it took for me was to see that and seeing the. Because obviously we all we all want to play earlier because I because I could have went and played like like Division two basketball at a couple of different schools but I was kind of like it just didn't make sense for me to go play because like I always tell everyone else I train like I think it's better to go somewhere where you're needed instead of where you're wanted like a college like the D two guys say like yeah Chris like we want you to come like sure sure come but then other schools told me that they needed me we took a change when when Coach Friday came like our assistant coach Jerry Garoski came to maybe like. 12 of my games like during my high school season which is which is tough like most college coaches don't come to 12 of your games they maybe come to like two or three he came to 12 like coach friday him came down like like in like april and march like after our season ended i had to work out at st joe's and they came down they drove down like to watch me work out so to see him like the difference in like the want versus the need and i was like yeah they like they like need me and they like want me so i was like this makes perfect sense yeah i mean that's that's definitely very cool and like at, from you, I bet you appreciated it a lot because you're in the Philly Catholic League, you're in the Philly area. I mean, Penn State Harrisburg's right here in Middletown. Mm-hmm. So a college season is already busy as it is, and for them to, to find time in their night after practice, after a long day, and then travel down, watch your games and stuff, that, that's great to see. Facts, exactly. You, and you got to be appreciative of that, right? Like, you got to think like, because like seeing it now, it's like, oh, snap, like this takes a lot of time. And that, I mean, they're not, they're not doing that for the guys that they want. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it for the guys that kind of want though. It's like, yeah, yeah, take we'll we'll come see you when you're when, when you're around, like stuff like that. Like, yeah, come on, come up, come up to a camp and we'll see. You. Like, nah, they said like, yeah, Chris, we'll, we'll be down today. We'll see you tonight. Like, that kind of stuff kind of changes. And and, and those are the schools you should go to, not unless you want to go the other way. Yeah, and and like you said, with the, I mean, you could have went to play Division two, but like a lot of what guys don't know is like Division three basketball is 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 actually crazy. Like the competition that's out there. Where you you see a lot of Division three schools that are better than some like very bad Division two schools. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of Division three schools that would that really smack the D two schools, <laughs> the, the, the the bad ones, yeah, the bad ones for sure. Because 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 you guys know because because you, you guys you guys that you guys have that had a uh, Hughes on the podcast. So you're gonna get Diane on the podcast. Like you see guys like Ryan Hughes. Like from the outside looking in, people would have probably said, "Oh my God, he's probably gonna go Division one, right?" Like. I mean, from the Milltown area, like, what is the stuff he did? Like, he scored, like, 1,000 points, 1,500 points. How much he scored in high school? I think he was around 1,800. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Like, he was getting baskets. And he went D3, and he still was cooking that thing. Yeah. And then, and then a lot of kids are like, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go D1. You're going to go D1? Interesting. Are you better than Ryan Hughes? Are you scored 1,500 <laughs> points in high school? Mm, probably not. Are you better than Diane Billy Carroll? <sighs> probably not. <laughs> so you got so to put it in perspective for sure. And then you see the guys we're playing against, like, Playing against these all Americans we played against. I think I played against like three or four. Like the kid from the kid from Yeshiva, Ryan Terrell. I don't know if I know him, but they called him the Jewish Jordan. He plays plays in the G League now, I think. Um there's a lot of different guys. There's a lot of guys that came down from division one because they couldn't hang up there, came down, came down and played division three. So yeah, it was a lot of good hoops. A lot of good hoops in division three. Yeah. So um what was like your schedule in college, you know, like you know, basketball, of course, you know, you have classes. Like, what was it like in college, you know, on a day to day basis, you know? Day to day definitely was 
I tell you, like the the preseason, the preseason one when lifting was lifting was at like six forty five in the morning, like Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we would do pick. And most of us would have to go to class, class, and then you were usually recommended to go get your own individual workout in, like by yourself, because coach couldn't do anything with us until October fifteenth. That's pretty much how it would be. Like so, Monday would be that. Like we would go lift in the morning, pick up, do your do your um individual school workout throughout the day. Then Tuesday is that which everyone enjoyed, right? Everyone enjoyed the conditioning days. <laughs> and then during the season, the the time of the practice would change, but pretty much the same thing. It would be we would want to get our lifts in during those days and our practices during those days. So it would probably be like like seven a.m. practice or six a.m. practice. Then we have to go do your individual stuff. Then. Throughout the day, you guys sprinkle and get your lift, and then get your own individual stuff throughout the day. It was a long day. Like there were some days where, especially for some of us that, that had to actually work too. Like I did that too. So there were some days I would leave the house at like four a.m. and then not get back until ten, which I try to tell all the kids too that college college sports is not easy. If you're not if if you don't love it, you will get you will get smoked out real quick. Like take notes. You probably you probably met some people that you were playing with. You're just like, yeah, man, this guy ain't gonna last, man, because he's yeah. not with us. It's different. It takes a different mentality. Like you, like you can't just like basketball. You gotta love it. Not only do you gotta love it, you gotta be able to manage your time well. You gotta be able to keep your books up with it too, and and still be able to maintain that like fun outside of it. Like still enjoy your college experience. So right before COVID hits, you guys are on a run. Um, COVID mm-hmm. hits, you guys are still allowed to play basketball. You're fin- trying to finish out the tournament. You guys are making a a great run. You go. You go into John Hopkins, you lose on a in a very tough game. Um, but that whole season, I mean, you guys were great, like great mm-hmm. record, great team. Uh, you were a two-way player at Garden, some of the best players. Then you have Donye scoring, um, other big roles. How was that season for you guys? Yeah, see, the season was dope. It was um, – so we started off the season rocky. We had a couple guys inju- injured, like we lost our – or probably one of our second or best player at the time. Then we had a couple guys banged up, and like we, we kind of were still struggling with like um, the roles. As you guys know, like understanding your role is really important. So I guess we were kind of struggling with our roles, like okay, where, where who's going where? And then once we we kind of picked it up after um, winter break when we got smacked by like Elizabeth Town and Nazareth, it was like oh my god, why are we losing to these teams? Like no offense, we were losing to these teams. So then so we started picking up from then. And then we went on a run. Then we won like 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 14 straight or like 16 straight, something like that, like the most in Wesley <coughs> Harrisburg history. And we started smacking teams in our conference. Like no games were close, like smacking the teams, smacking the teams. And then we get to the playoffs. We were number one seed. We, 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 went, we went, I think last game of the season, we played the last year's champs on the senior night and then we smacked them. And then we played them in the first round of the playoffs. So we, so we hosted the first round of our playoffs. So we played them at Pesley Harrisburg, the same team that won it last year. We beat them by 40. We were up by 40, like, at halftime. Like, we had, like, our bench guys in, like, at halftime. <laughs> so we, were, we were smacking them. Like, we got our, our like, last day on the bench coming in and getting dunks and stuff. And we smacked them. And then we messed around and played Lincoln Survival in the championship game. They were, like, the, four, the fourth seed. They upset the two seed. They come in. They start guns blazing because because we we played them two times because you play every team twice pretty much we play every yeah. team twice so then we played them we smacked them both times we're like okay we go. they come in they're firing like their seniors are coming in making every shot you know how it is you're like dog this guy isn't making this guy didn't make any shots last game where was he at this guy isn't doing anything this guy's over here bombing yeah. threes from like from like volleyball I'm like oh snap's gonna be a tough one it was a tough one it went down to the wire I think we had I think we were, I think we were down by like. 
four or five in the last like minute. And I think Daye, Daye, or I think it was and Pedro hit like an and one three. And then like we went down the other end. And then I got, a, and then we, then Daye came down and hit a crazy shot. He had a couple big, big buckets in OT. And then I, I got a big stop. I got, I got a big turnover down the end. And it was crazy. Then we got our, we got the first chip from, from Middletown, which was, was a kind of a, a big deal for Friday because we, we didn't have, have like traditionally winning seasons in Harrisburg until our squad got there. And we, when we went down to Johns Hopkins, we, we, we were anticipated to get smacked because they were like, I guess, the number six team in the country, the number mm-hmm. four, wherever they were. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they originally beat for their seeding. They beat the number one team in the country, Swarthmore. So we go down there. No fans. We get the COVID thing like, okay, there's going to be no fans, which is weird. It's like we're playing a tournament game. Like, we're supposed to have a packed house. Like, our, our family's going down. My, my brother's sister texted me, like, we're coming down. We got to see this. And we played it with no fans. I mean, we beat Johns Hopkins, like, at Johns Hopkins, like, the biggest upset in the Disney history, which was pretty dope. And, of course, we ran into a juggernaut of Yeshiva who had, like, three All-Americans. Their best player had 30, and then their second player, second best player, had, like, 20 and 20. I don't know how. And it was a very quiet 20 and 20. If you ask anyone else, we were like, was this kid even playing today? But, yeah, it was dope, though, because I guess, like you guys said, right, like, the Disney basketball is crazy. Like, just because you're not playing against guys that are going to go to the NBA and be All-Stars, you're going to see some really good hoops. Yeah, so, you know, when you said, you know, you guys got off to a, you know, a little rocky start, um, mm-hmm. talking about injuries and all that. So people don't really, you know, recognize or take a, like, notice the recovery that needs to go in the sports, especially at the college level. Yeah, uh, like, what was that like for you, you know, just like recovery and just making sure your body stayed healthy through the season? Yeah, I think so. So from what I've, uh, what I did, I, the way I look at it is the best form of recovery is proper planning. <laughs> so I pretty much mean by that is like you taking care of your body in the off season, like making sure you're doing your lifts and your conditioning stuff. Because usually, because if you just come in and you're not lifting at all, your body is just just weaker. Obviously, you're just a weaker individual. <laughs> so so when your body is acid, do all these things like practice six days a week, do a hard game. Like your body is just brittle. It's not ready to take that. So I always so I, so I lifted hard that whole offseason. So I came in strong. I came in physically ready to play college basketball. And then on the recovery side, like, I'm not a big, like, ice guy or do the game ready stuff. Like, I don't really do all that. I, because the best form of recovery is, like, just, like, the pyramid or, like, the triad, the big three recovery things. It's sleep, getting your eight hours of sleep every night, which I did. I, I ate well enough. Not perfect. You guys know how it is. You're a little broke. Man. I'm got, I can't afford to go to Whole Foods, man. I had to make it happen with some other stuff. Yeah. Getting a good diet in and drinking my water, which can be good. So I think I only missed, like, in my years there, I think I only missed, like, four games my entire career. I missed significantly more than that. So, yeah, just doing the basic stuff. I think, I think we kind of all get caught up in, like, oh, that's, that's like, that's, that's ice. Let's, like, do the game, right? Let's do, like, what is it, the Thermotech boots and all this and all the, what is it, the, uh, the little buzzer thing. What are they called? Oh, are you talking about the little the circle things that like suck up this? this yeah, all, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. The cupping stuff with the with the little uh, where's the, the little machine things? I'm blanking on the name. But those machine things you put on your knee or you put on your calf, like I'm sore, like all that kind of stuff. Like I don't do any of that. And all, all I work about, I worry about is my sleep and my eat and my hydration and make sure I'm lifting my weights. And you'd probably be good if you just start there. Yeah, I mean that's. The recovery, some of it's getting a little advanced and stuff like that, but an ice bath will do the job and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But to round it out, I mean, the question that I always like to ask former collegiate athletes, uh, former student athletes, what advice do you have for the younger generation of, of like basketball players or even student athletes in the world today? 
Uh, I recommend everyone to play three sports growing up. Like we said in the beginning, play, play three sports until you're 14. <coughs> Start lifting weights when you're 11. Um, get around good people. Like as a hooper, just like play against the best. Like just go play. Like just go go work on your game, but most importantly, go play. Like go play one-on-one. Go play three-on-three with your friends. Like travel different parks. Like don't just stay in Middletown. Like go to Hershey. Like don't say Hershey. Go to Paul Myers. Like play against everyone. Just like yes. try to enjoy it. Because I think at that point we're we're trying to like early specialize everyone. Like let's make these MVs kids NBA players when they're three years old. Like that's that's not it, man. Just have fun with it and enjoy it. And then, then, and then once you get into your high school years, like all right, like start specializing, start going to a trainer, start doing extra stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's I think basketball. Like look at it from this point now. It's so simple. Like make sure you're able to shoot. Can you finish with both hands? Can you play defense? Other than that, if you can do the extra stuff, that's great. But if you can do those basic things, then you'll probably have a good chance of playing in high school and probably playing in college too. Yeah. So um, <laughs> thank you guys. Or well, thank you, Chris, for coming on. Yeah, for um, sure, boys. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. That was fun. You know, all you young hoopers out there that want to get some training in, go check him out on Instagram, CH3 Training. Uh, check out what he's got. Uh, great trainer, you know. Build, he'll build a relationship <laughs> with you, too. You know what I'm saying? So just go check him out if you want to get better. Um, but, yeah, thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Appreciate, appreciate you, boys. I'll see you guys.